It's your Locked On Flyers podcast for Monday, December 12th, your daily dose of Flyers news analysis and high quality content that is not a fan of the loser point, Russ. Nope, never have liked it, never will. All right, we are going to talk about our two loser point games this weekend on today's show. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with Russ Cohen, who's on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Lockdown Flyers. That's where you'll keep up to date on our episodes, Flyers news, all that good stuff. You can also email the show at LockdownFlyers at Gmail. We'll have a mailbag on Wednesday's show, so get those questions in. Uh, we are going to talk about the two weekend matchups, plus we'll have our nemesis of the week, which is... Uh, Always a special time for me personally, and I know for Russ as well. We'll see what Russ comes up with this week. Locked on Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening right now. So subscribe. You'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Plus, we're over on YouTube, so subscribe there as well. A couple bits of Flyers news, Russ. Uh, Artem Anisimov signed an AHL deal with the Phantoms. So that, I think, is a good sign that he wanted to kind of stick around the organization, that he had a positive experience with the Phantoms. And he could always get an NHL deal. uh, And, you know, that'll be whatever it is. But he's certainly having a good time so far after signing the deal. Two goals, two assists on Saturday night. Not a bad No, I mean, it's good to have him in the organization. But like we've been saying, if if the Flyers don't clear a contract and somebody else decides they want him, they can go get him. Um, They'll have to, you know, work that out. But, well, it's good for him. He, um, you know, he he wants to get back to the NHL and that's how you do it. Yeah, we'll have more to say about him on tomorrow's show for Phantoms Tuesday, a fun weekend in Lehigh Valley. Uh, Cam York was in for Tony D'Angelo. We had surmised that maybe he would come in just in the Arizona game, but it turns out Tony D'Angelo had a family issue, so he was a healthy scratch for both of those games. And uh, we're going to talk about him when we talk about these two weekend games, because I think you know, he had a pretty good weekend overall. I think the uh, game against... Vegas was maybe a little better, but I think he was also more comfortable in the Arizona game. Yeah, I think that's fair. And actually, I I said he was going to be in the uh, Vegas game. Sorry to go against it, but I did. But the only reason I did that was because I I just felt like they were going to get him in and see right away they did. And, and, you know, that game, D'Angelo didn't have, you know, like a family matter. Uh, That was just, I think that was just a plain old scratch, if you ask me. Now, um, are the Flyers better off without D'Angelo? There's a question there. There is a question there because right now, I think if Cam York kept this level up, he's better than Tony D'Angelo, like in every way. Like, I'm sorry for people yep. who, who like Tony and, and like his little bit of offense that he's giving, but you saw Cam York, um, what he's able to do when he's confident. Now, again, 
We have to see if he can keep that confidence going. But if he can, you know, that's going to make it interesting. You know, based on the fact that D'Angelo has a two-year deal, you would have to think Nick Sealer would have to be the one to sit. But again, I go to you, Rachel, and say that seems like an impossibility. Well, it does. And, you know, honestly, at this point, rightfully so. I think Sealer is playing better than Tony D'Angelo. Yeah, he's playing. Yeah, he's playing better than him. He is. So I think Sealer deserves it at this point. The only the only problem is, and and this becomes like a cap issue. Um, we we all felt that the money for D'Angelo was a little high for sure, and the fact that he got two years at that money was not going to be great. If you start sitting him in favor of Nick Sealer, who only is has a one year contract, you are now creating another Gossip Spear situation, and that could be very bad for this team because they're trying to dig out of cap trouble. So I don't know if they could put D'Angelo on the bench so early on. I think they have to give him a few more chances to fight his way out of this. I think it'll be a good thing. I mean, I I certainly hope there's nothing horrible going on with his family. And I I wish him all the best on that front. But I certainly hope, you know, given the circumstance that he's, you know, healing up a little bit. I know he was banged up and that, you know, when he does come back, that maybe he can, you know, turn it around defensively and and really contribute. And I don't doubt that it'll give the Flyers will give him that shot that you're talking about. Yeah. But uh, looking at these two weekend games, a uh, couple of trends. I think you know, obviously in the Vegas game, it felt a lot like that game against the Devils mm-hmm. from last week. You know, they held Vegas to no shots for an extended period of time but still didn't get the win. Um, ultimately, like the better team took over at the end as Vegas came on strong. They did. Um, it was the opposite in the Arizona game where I felt like the Flyers basically took over at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, I really think in terms of that Vegas game, it just felt so much like that Devils game. It did. Um, it was interesting because, you know, they um, the Flyers did a good job defensively on as a whole. Carter Hart did a mm-hmm. good job. That was just one of those games where, you know, they just they just didn't win it, but they, you know, they played a more cohesive style. They played a lot less cohesive uh, against Arizona. So, it, but for the Vegas game, yeah, they um, they had a better game plan, or at least did a better job of carrying out the game plan. There's a few guys still veterans who. I, I just kind of question what they're doing at times. And even, you know, and one of them is even Travis Konechny, who, you know, got a big goal in the Arizona game. But there's things, for whatever reason, still, some of the Flyers veterans are still throwing passes over the middle when they just get over into the offensive zone, into the, you know, the offensive zone. And that's a dangerous place to be because that's how breakaways happen. Everybody's got their yeah. sticks down now. Everybody's trying to swat away a pass. You really shouldn't try too many of those passes over the middle. Uh, I just think they're iffy. I'd, I'd rather someone break, bring in the puck, shoot it around the other end where it's a lot safer. But they're they're trying this, and it's not working out. I don't know if they're doing it out of habit, too, and it might be one of those things, you know, um, like the uh, old Chicago song, Hard Habits Break. But, you know, something's got to give there on that. Yeah, I want to talk about one line with a vet, though, that's playing very well, and that's this JVR Frost Tippett line, yeah. who 
had a, a tremendous two-game series. Uh, even in the game against Vegas, you know, the underlying numbers for that line were really good. Mm-hmm. At five on five, eight scoring chances, four of them high danger, which against Vegas is like is pretty impressive. I mean, they didn't have a lot to show for it on the board, but I think the chemistry was there. You could just see it building. And then it really obviously paid off in the game against Arizona with uh, Frost getting a four-point game. JVR and Tippett each scored. I think JVR had an additional assist he did. in there as well. So I, I think that you know this is a line with chemistry, and it really got Frost going. Um, absolutely game of his career so far. Yeah, and, and this is why you know we didn't want to give up on him because – He's playing well in other facets of his game. And if you get the offensive part going, like we're starting to see uh, when that confidence grows, he's got the ability. You don't want to just deal this guy off for another asset when you haven't fully realized his potential. It doesn't matter what round he was drafted. It doesn't matter what age he decides that it's going to break out. Everybody's different. It happens at different times. And I don't know if this will even be the time, but at least, you know, this this is a start of something at least, and that's good, and that's what you want. Exactly, and uh, JVR looks like he's getting back into form as well, which is mm-hmm. really good to see. I thought he made some really good decisions, and uh, it was really funny, actually, and to me anyway. I'm amused by these things. In the uh, Arizona game where he and Frost did reverse of what they would normally do with yeah. Frost behind the net yeah. and JVR scoring, except this time it was JVR behind the net and Frost scoring. So I just thought that was uh, was really funny. But uh, we have so much more to talk about with these two games, including a 2D1 forward overtime setup, which I am very curious to see what Russ thought of that. We will do that coming up next. Today's episode is sponsored by Simply Safe. At Lockdown Flyers, we believe home should be where you and your family feel safest, especially over the holidays. This season, give yourself and your family the gift of peace and protection with the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering Lockdown Flyers listeners 40% off a new security system. But don't put this off. Simply Safe's advanced technology is what I love the most. I can control the system from my phone with the app and even watch an HD live screen from the security cameras or monitor the wide variety of high tech sensors in every room. In an emergency, 24 7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get your priority police response. Don't miss your chance to save on the only security system I recommend. Get 40% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. Check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Russ, I want to talk about this three-on-three overtime since we saw two of them this weekend. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's something we've talked about in the past with the Flyers. Uh, They are now 0 for 6 
in the OT this season, which yep. is not great. And they tried something different this time around, and that was putting two D and one forward out. And they did that in both of the games. Um, I thought, you know, to some degree, it was a good idea, but it ultimately, you know, they lost both games. So how do you evaluate this, Russ? I hate it. I There's a reason you don't do it. The, what this screams is we don't trust our forwards uh, playing both ends of the ice. So we're going to put two defensemen there and slow things down. Well, that's great. And for a little while, you can control the uh, the puck. But these better be defensemen that can put the puck in the net. Because if they're not, guess what? The other team ends up getting it. The other team gets a higher skilled guy who gets it. All of a sudden, like in the Arizona game, you see they start playing with the puck back and forth as they spread out. Doesn't matter if you have any defensemen on the ice at that point, you're going to lose. And so I don't think you could put the um, the foot on the throat of the opponent with 2D unless you're a team that's got like Eric Carlson and and some other fantastic offensive defensemen. So the Flyers aren't in that position. So I didn't think it was a good idea. Yeah, I have more mixed feelings about it. I think that it was worth trying. Oh, I didn't say sure. it was worth trying. Sure. I mean, I would never do it again, though. Yeah, I don't know that I wouldn't, but I, I would make some potentially different choices because I think that especially in the Vegas game, um, having Sanheim and York out there together actually is a really good idea. Um, I thought, you know, with Lawton taking the face off and then getting off the ice and TK coming out. I thought that was a really smart idea and it worked. Sanheim had a really good chance right away and he is a shooter. You know, he can get those opportunities. I think York is a, is a guy that can score as well. So it, it was a good idea. It was just that unfortunately, you know, in that game, you had Hayes make the mistake that turned it over. Mm -hmm. And so to me, you know, at that point there were two forwards out there. I'm not sure you put Hayes out on the three versus three. Anymore I'm with you on at that. This point. I would keep him off. Yeah. And so I think that was where the problem was there. It wasn't the 2D one forward thing in that overtime. And then if you look at the one against the Yotes, I wouldn't put Risto out there either in that kind of format because he's the kind of guy that with wide open ice is going to make a mistake or is more prone to making the, the mistake. I just think the personnel was wrong. Yeah, but you see, now now we're like pulling three or four people because we don't want them out of the ice at all. And you see, I don't know. I don't know. If Two that's... people. Hayes and Risto. Yeah. Two people. No, but the idea it's is. It's not all of them. No, but. But there's others that you don't want out there, I'm sure, if they went out there. And the problem is uh, when you're only rotating in one forward at a time, it's literally Frost, then Cates, Cates, then Frost. It's like it's not the other. No, there's Travis Konechny well, out there. Yeah, they Konech could put JVR out well, there. Well, JVR was only out there, I think, for one shift, maybe two um, this, against Arizona. Konechny was out there. But it's not. Mm -hmm. But again, when you're only rotating one forward for one forward, uh, I just don't think it's I, I think it's too much skating for these defensemen. I don't think Sanheim is the scorer that you think he is. And so I I wouldn't do it. York look great out there. Put York out there every yeah. time. I'm fine with that. But don't put two of them. That's just me. Well. Yeah, and that's why I say it's mixed. I mean, yeah. I think that in the game against Arizona, they didn't get to the two forward portion of it. Right. Effectively, they just didn't. No. So I think that eventually they probably would have if 
they hadn't lost the game at that point because you wanted to rotate more guys in with with fresher legs and get another forward in there. And I think they could have put Tippett out there um, a little more. So I, I think that there That's were fair. They probably should do that. Yeah. So I think there was ways to make it work better. I'm still not 100% sold on it overall, but I think they could do it more efficiently. And I wouldn't mind if they tried it again, uh, depending on the circumstance and, and who they were playing. Well, they'll do it again against Colorado because that's what's happening lately. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I certainly hope not. Just to make it later on us to report on it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we did bring up Carter Hart. You know, one good game, one not so good game. We thought maybe they would put uh, Sandstrom in against Arizona. I still think they should have done that, to be honest. I it's do, not too. just looking back because Carter Hart didn't have a great game. It just felt like a good time to rest him. And so, you know, that was a, it was a really offensive minded game. Um, and he gave up two breakaway goals. He did stop one, but uh, he did, he gave up two breakaways. You would have liked him to see him stop at least one of those two. You would. Coming up the ice. Especially maybe the Nick Ritchie one. But again, mm-hmm. you know, again, they're, they're, the team is just, giving these up now and they're just they're getting a little sloppy with the puck when they're giving them up and it's just because all these teams are going to play a certain amount of defense so especially you know in the middle of the ice sometimes against the wall i uh, it's a it's a frustrating thing to see and i'm sure it's frustrating for Hart. you know Hart had a pretty mm-hmm. good workload um last game against the vegas golden knights it was a high impact game I really questioned the decision as to why he was in this game. It made no sense. I heard that it was happening and I was like, why? It just, it didn't seem right. It just didn't. To have him have played that game against Vegas and then we have Colorado up next. It, it just all, saw, it was like a magic eight ball. I, I use this metaphor all the time, but it's like all signs point to yes yeah. for putting Sandstrom in this one. And I, I just, yeah, I still don't understand it. Um, also didn't quite understand how we had no power plays against Vegas. I thought there was at least a couple opportunities, especially on uh, Kate's getting hauled down in OT. Mm-hmm. And I know it's like less likely they'll call stuff in OT, but yeah. still like that seemed pretty blatant to me. Plus the too many men. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you gotta, that, that's the thing. There's a fine art in drawing penalties anyhow. And the team's not very good mm-hmm. at it. And the way you get good at it is by holding on to the puck and frustrating the other team by cycling the puck. But they don't do this enough. I don't know if they're not doing it because they don't do it, they've been told not to do it, or they can't do it. I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, they could do better at at things to draw penalties. Yeah. But I don't know. I still think they kind of got hosed. No, no, I don't disagree. In, in that game. I don't disagree, but I'm just saying overall, like season-wise, that game, yeah, yeah I, I get what your point is. Season-wise, it's just not enough. Like, they're just not doing that enough. Also, still not great at the face-off. They got completely wrecked yeah. by Hayes Vegas was 40%. on that one. Oof, it was ugly. Yeah, Barrett Hayton took them to school in, in Arizona. Like, it was, you know, mm-hmm. again, face-offs, Veterans should be doing better on this. Cates is actually doing better than than Hayes in a lot of cases. I'm not sure. I can't give you the answer as to why it's happening. Yeah, I think that, you know, thinking about these two games, 
again, it was another one where you had one really supremely disappointing outcome because of how well they played and one where you just wish they could have stopped a couple of those goals and right. had an easy win because the offense was actually feeling it for once. And it felt like they overall could have had a much better outcome in that game. And it just wasn't there. Um, but I would say slightly less frustrating because they did you know, give up those goals. But I don't know. I, I think that it's a tough weekend to recover from, but they've got to go to Colorado next. Yeah, it's a tough trip. I mean, they um, they really do need an actual win. That would be good for them. They, you know, you can't keep grabbing a point and say, oh, this is a good road trip. You can't do it because based on, on what's happening. But I don't know. I just, you know, this, this game against Arizona, for the most part, until the Konechny goal, it was all the young guys that, that played well and stepped up. Yep. You know, Van Riemsdyk and JBR. Was, yeah. <laughs> Van Riemsdyk was the one lone veteran that yeah. really was playing great, but even Konechny did not have a good game. He had that, he led to, you know, the pass led to the Richie turnover uh, and he got the goal. Um, why, why are these veterans coming up flat in so many games? You know, it's like the checks are clearing, right? I mean, I just, I don't understand. I'm happy that the, the younger players are stepping yeah. up that's you know that's very much a positive but again the other thing and this is going to have to get solved and it may end up getting solved via trade remember their defense is healthy like everybody they brought in is healthy so you know we could look at chuck fletcher and look at the coaching staff and say you got to get your heads together and figure out what this defense should be because it's not good enough it's not even good enough for a bottom rung team in the nhl they can't hold a lead like you know, these guys are all making good money. It's not like this defense is cheap. There's a lot of money being spent on this defense. There is. Uh, again, I'm going to choose to focus on the young kids playing well in this one because it's certainly something we've been needing to sure, see. Sure, you can. And, and uh, knowing that those other things are, in fact, true, but also just focusing on the good that we got this weekend. Because in our next segment, we are talking about our nemesis of the week, and we can get all of that frustration out in that one uh, after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, soccer, esports, and of course the NHL. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts like ours, you can find those at Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. If you are newer to Locked On Flyers, each and every Monday, Russ and I name our nemesis or sometimes nemeses of the week, depending on the week. Um, you know, we look around the world of the Flyers or the NHL or hockey in general and say, what is bothering us the most for this upcoming week? And last week, uh, speaking of the word frustration that I said right before the break, that was our nemesis that, you know, there was so much uh, potential there, but so much disappointment. And, you know, we knew that this road trip was coming up with some tough opponents and that, 
they really had to find a way to have positive results. And I think that uh, we, it was not a good outcome overall. Obviously, we got those loser points. But I think that, you know, we can wipe the slate clean, you know, move on to our nemesis this week, which I think is scoring against the good teams, because we know that scoring has been a a real struggle for this team, especially over the last month or so. And I think that we saw that against a slightly weaker Arizona team, you know, we got four goals that game and you can win some games with four goals, obviously not that one, but uh, I think that that is the, you know, level you want to get at when you're playing a weaker team. Now we have to get those goals to go in against the better teams. Now, I think that's really where we are. And, you know, Colorado's depleted, although they're getting a couple guys back, but I, I think that, we have a lot of opponents this week where they can prove it. And those young guys that we talked about in these weekend games, they can prove it here. We're playing the devils again. We're playing the Rangers. And I I think these are some good opportunities. We just need more goals. That's fair. Um, I'm going to also add that um, something that's bugging me around the league now is uh, the Alex Ovechkin empty net goals. Uh, mm. Empty net goals are supposed to be for for players that kind of like earned it during the game and deserve it, and you get them that goal, especially if they haven't scored in a while. You know, it's been ten games. The Capitals' motivation lately is just we're just giving it to Ovechkin. We're letting him score every empty net goal, uh, and you know, I think four of his last five are empty netters. He's got a lot of three on three goals already, which I think is cheap. There's no way around it. Like, and I don't say it for him and his record. I say it. It's just, you know, if you're counting three on three compared to five on five of yesteryear, it's hard to match that up. And now, you know, he's way past, well, not way, he's a couple goals past Gretzky as far as empty net goals. And if it goes at this rate, like they're, you know, he's getting he, the Flyers game. He had two empty net goals. It's just, I don't understand why, like if Washington wants to get him a record, that's fine. But I just feel like they're they're pushing it too much that way. And I think other teams are going to start really getting mad about it. Listen, I don't blame them. I mean, I think it is kind of ridiculous that, yeah. you know, for the sake of some record, you're getting him the puck with an empty net on purpose. And, and they're putting him out there. Oh, he's playing four minutes net. at a time sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Like that is ridiculous. Now, you know, one could turn it back on, you know, the Iron Man streak and say, why are you putting this guy out there when he clearly Mm -hmm. shouldn't be out there? That is also fair. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, I think that there's truth to both of them. So I I don't really even think you can play like, what about with this scenario? I think that they're both bad and, and that it just kind of puts a little bit of a stain on what Ovi is doing right now. I, I just think it it just leaves a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah. So I I am right there with you. But wow, two good yeah. nemeses this week that are both hockey related. Do you have any non hockey? Well, the shrimp cocktail tree. I, I don't know when this <laughs> oh my God. I don't know. It's a shrimp cocktail Christmas tree. I don't know when this became in vogue, but like there is a um you get a smaller like tree that you put on like a kitchen table, you know, and you put your shrimp cocktail there and you put them on all the branches and and the and the cocktail sauce is at the bottom. And I, I'm just wondering, Rachel, I would not eat that shrimp after it has been laid on the tree like that. 
I would not plunk it into the sauce and eat it. I don't know what your feeling is, but that's just mine. I don't eat shellfish, so oh, but, uh, well, would not come up in my so world. So let's just say it was, you know, anything, any kind of food. Like that, chicken nuggets? Yeah, let's something. say it was chicken nugget. It was a chicken nugget tree. <laughs> no. Yeah, you wouldn't eat no. them like that. Yeah. No, not at all. Uh, wrapping up real quickly with our Flyers fun thing, Yarmir Yager uh, in his debut, two assists uh, back in hockey. The man is 50 years old. God bless him. Yeah, he's a great kid. <laughs> the only guy left playing hockey who's older than me. So it makes me feel halfway decent about it. All right. That'll do it for today's show. We'll be back again tomorrow with our Tuesday Phantoms check-in. Plus we're going to preview uh, our second game of the season against the Colorado Avalanche. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. Send in your mailbag questions via Twitter at Lockdown Flyers or you can email us at LockdownFlyers at Gmail. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at Armiriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M. I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y. Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. It's the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and their take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day, everyone.